Good evening. Glad you could join me today. Welcome and God bless. I hope your family's doing well. I hope uh, you are have recognized that you are blessed and highly favored of the Lord. We're going to get started here with the word of prayer. Um Trying to make sure my volume is not too loud. Seems like it's going up too high. Let me turn it down just a little bit. See if that's a little better right there. Yeah, it's a little better. I believe. All right, we're going to get started with the word of prayer. Uh, we're going to look at the uh, pastors of the revolution and the Black Robe Regiment and a couple other things that have happened this week that we need to be aware of but not worried about of course we shouldn't worry about anything but we should he said um be anxious for nothing but by your prayers and supplications let your request be known of the lord so that's what we're going to do so let's open up with prayer dear father lord we thank you for today thank you for your many blessings thank you for what you've done for us what you've given us I thank you for my family, thank you for my wife, and thank you for my son and for my daughters. Thank you for our church family. I'm thankful for my parents and my brothers and their wives and my neighbors. I pray that we would live for you and to serve you and you know, your word says how good and how blessed it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. That seems to be a lot of trouble between us professing Christians to work together in unity, and that's a problem. And I've recognized it, I can see it, and I can see the damage that it causes. I pray that we would be able to work together and stand and have all things in common like the uh, Christians at Pentecost that decided to work together to share the gospel and to reach the world and be an influence. They weren't scared of what someone might call them. There was even people mocking them saying they were drunk with wine because they were had received the Holy Ghost and they were excited and they wanted to share it and they were bold in Christ help us not to care about what people say and carry our feelings around on our shoulders but help us to be more afraid of the consequences from our Heavenly Father for us disobeying and being silent help us to be the light on a hill that cannot be hid help us to, to, to speak the word in truth, in season and out of season. And it seems like the season is coming of being out of season. But we need to speak up anyway, no matter what comes our way. There's already brothers and sisters in Christ that have been persecuted and that have their lives have been taken for the gospel. 
Help us to continue. Help us to step up like we should for such a time as this. Give me the clear thoughts and clear words to present your word. And according to your will, and I give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, I'm going to look at the um, pastors of the revolution. I have a list here. I have a book that's called God in America, and I couldn't find it. So I'm going off my notes that I've written down after reading the book and thumbing through it again a couple more times. So I'm going to go through that. And plus, I have a uh, website I'm going to go to that I'll give you the link to here in a minute. But, um, a couple things I want to go ahead and mention, kind of get us in the reason why I'm going back to this. There is a need for men to stand up. And there is a lack of good men standing up. And there is a horrible rash of bad women standing up. Jezebels standing up, being loud, cantankerous, you know. Psalm says better to be on the rooftop than in a house with a cantankerous woman. Well, that's the problem with us that I think we're having is a lot of women think they can preach. And when that's the man's job and think they can be in charge when that's the man's job, they think they can lead when that's a man's job. Yes, they're supposed to lead their families and they're supposed to lead other women in the church that's biblical but there's too many women out of place and out of order and causing lots of trouble and but the biggest problem is that the men are too yellow belly to stand up that's the problem if men would be men we wouldn't have as much trouble with the women in my opinion So anyway, there is uh, breaking news this week that a journalist who happens to be a pastor or was a pastor, a youth pastor, was sentenced to 60 days in jail for free speech. Um, if that is not a sign that we are being persecuted and that we are fixing to be in a full-blown communist country if we're not already. I know the 2020 election was stolen, so that means a coup d'etat took place and that the, the people in the White House are impersonators. They're not legitimate. And they're going after patriots that are speaking the truth and aren't scared to say the way it is they're going to speak the truth whether it's acceptable or not and that's what we need is men to stand up and say what is needed to say the truth whether anyone likes it or not because the truth will set you free you need to speak the truth being sissies and so Owen Schroyer he's host the war room on Infowars and 
He has been an advocate for America. He loves his country, like I do. I love my country. And he's been standing up for freedoms, the rights that we have been given, which, by the way, weren't given to us by the Constitution or the Bill of Rights. They were enumerated. They were, this is saying, these are our rights, and we got them from God, from Almighty, God Almighty, the Creator. This is where we got them from, but these are our rights. And they wrote them down so you can look at them and see them. Hey, these are our rights. These came from God. And it's clear, if you go back and read it, they knew where they came from, and they mentioned where they came from. Well, we have people, men being men, standing up and speaking out the truth. Owen Schroyer was at the uh, Capitol January 6th and 2020. Um, I get the dates mixed up, but it was January 6th. And... He spoke out. He didn't even go into the Capitol. He and uh, Alex Jones are actually tr warning people that it was a setup or a trap. And they were trying to turn people away. Well, he has been prosecuted and for two years has been going through the litigation. And he, um, he, he was, I think, a little too trusting into the system knowing how corrupt it is. We've already known it's corrupt. We knew it was corrupt. I mean, the fact that he was being prosecuted and um, he was already jailed would, I mean, tells you that they're corrupt. They're not going, you can't work out a deal with them or be nice with them. It's, we are on, we are on two opposing sides at this moment. It's not Republican or Democrat. It is patriot against tyrant. You can't make a deal with a tyrant. you got to throw them out. So you can't comply with their biddings because it won't work. They will just take advantage of you and will win cheat actually they will cheat and take disadvantage and that's what they're doing they have um, many other men that are in the gulags now for being at the capitol and none of them have done anything wrong they are political prisoners and everyone else in the world can see that Russia can see that. Uh, other countries can tell. And yet the American people are being brainwashed in that regard. And they, we've been, in, been um, under programming for so long, it's hard to be able to, to think on our own and be able to think logically through things. But we're at the point of the that these pastors were in the revolution and 
these pastors stood up, like Owen Schroeder, standing up, speaking the truth, and he has been sentenced to jail, 60 days in jail. And there was another thing that happened. The uh, governor of New Mexico, Grisham, uh, was banning, um, I think, uh, carrying, banning the carry of a firearm for 30 days. And then she made a statement that she was could suspend the Constitution and the First Amendment and the Second Amendment if she wanted to because she had every right to. And then she started talking about the red flag laws and other um, null and void statutes or regulations. Anything that's against the Constitution is null and void. So those don't even carry any weight. We don't even have to go to trial for them. We don't have to go to court for them because they are null and void. The... That is, I think, Amjuris uh, 16256. They are null and void, and they have no weight, and therefore can be thrown out. We don't even have to litigate anything because they're null and void. They don't they have no standing. But not enough Americans even understand the rights they have. So we're in a predicament in that case. So, thankfully, there's been a lot of uh, pushback with this governor, and then the people of New Mexico have instead grabbed their guns and went out and have started carrying them and amassing together and showing that, um, yeah, we do have the right to carry and bear arms and form together with them, and it's not an insurrection. We have the right to keep and bear arms, and that right shall not be infringed. And so it's about time people stand up. Like I said, we need men to be men. Quit being sissies. So I'm going to look at a couple of pastors. Like I said, my notes, I don't have the book. I can't find it. I've been rearranging stuff here. But I've got my notes on these pastors of the revolution. And I believe I'm starting with, well, I've got Reverend James Caldwell mentioned first and he was the pastor of the first presbyterian church in elizabethtown new jersey i want to encourage you to these names that i mentioned go look them up and study these people and see what they did um so reverend james caldwell is uh was a pastor when the revolution came now remember now the last podcast if you listen to that i went through the constitution and read the the grievances because we have the right to redress our grievances and they at, at the point of 1776 we had enough enough was enough it wasn't the start and that wasn't the beginning of our country our, our country it started uh a hundred and almost 200 years before that um, they just came to that point that they finally had enough of King George and decided to throw him off and said, we've had enough. We're sick of this. We're sick of these taxes. We're sick of you um, taking us to court and uh, us being guilty before proven innocent. 
and being on mock trials and we're tired of being sent to England for trials where we don't have a jury of our peers. And he said, we're sick of all of it. We're tired of you burning our buildings down. We're tired of you burning our towns down. We're tired of you murdering our people, the colonists and those 13 colonies. We're sick of it. So they had been going on a long time. It even says in there that the, the people will suffer when the, when the, 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 the uh, uh, grievances are sufferable. They'll continue to handle it. But they got to a point where they said, we're done. We cannot handle these, this pain and suffering any longer. Yep. See the uh, men, demasculating the men. Yep. That is what they're doing. That's what the agenda is because they know the men are the ones that are made to protect, provide, and protect the family. And they're attacking the family. If they can tear the family down and put the family out of order, then there's no resistance to an overthrow. And these preachers, they knew that and they stood up and they were men. Reverend James Caldwell pastor of the First Presbyterian Church in Elizabethtown, New Jersey. And he said, one of this, his quotes are, there are times when it is as righteous to fight as it is to pray. There are times when it is as righteous to fight as it is to pray. Now, I'm going to mention later on, if we'll get to it in this podcast, um, that it's, um, never, we never are in the right in a, a war, in an offense, but in a defense. We are peaceful people. These pastors were peaceful men, but they led congregations and they were, they were propagating the gospel and witnessing to men. And they were even witnessing to the, the, uh, Indians, the, the natives, and they were they had relationships with them. And he said, there are times when it is as righteous to fight as it is to pray. He had a bounty on his head, and I can't remember how much it was, and he carried two pistols on his side. That's why he was preaching in the pulpit. He had his pistols on at all times. By the way, I carry, when I'm preaching, when I'm in the pulpit, I have a pistol. And I haven't carried two yet, but I've got more bullets than he did. Uh, his wife was killed in cold blood. Like I said, I don't have the whole story here. If, if I can recollect that his, um, when the, the British started burning the towns down there in New Jersey, he was already on a battlefield. I don't remember exactly where. But the British came in behind them into the town and started burning the houses down. They um, shot into his house, shot his wife and his kids, and then burnt the house down. I just think about it, and that's terrible. But think about what we've already been through. Think about Waco, uh, Ruby Ridge, and they've been doing it to this to us for years, and we're not sick of it. We're not tired of it. When's enough is enough, but when are we going to stand up and, and say, we're, you're not going this far in the past month. Hasn't there been uh, three Americans shot to death by the FBI and three FBI raids? There's been three dead this month or within a month's range this year. 
And then you've got the ATF going around, knocking on doors, trying to confiscate uh, metal parts. And then you've got the IRS that are uh, being trained to use deadly force. They've got, they're going to carry weapons now. I mean, put two and two together. What do you think they're doing? What do you think's fixing to happen? Our southern border is still open, so they're flooding us. We're being invaded. And the government's call, it, we're no longer focused on terrorists, but focused on Americans and labeled them terrorists. You know, I've been banned on YouTube and Facebook um, because of mis, dis, and malinformation. If you go to the Homeland Security, anyone that that speaks mis, dis, or malinformation is a terrorist, or they, I think they might have said, maybe said potential terrorist, but see, the focus is on us now. And anyone with a Gadsden flag, anyone with a Betsy Ross flag, or with a two A symbol, or with the Punisher symbol. I mean, it's obvious. What are they doing? They're fixing to crack down. And that, that's probably going to come with this next lockdown. Uh, the next pastor I want to look at is John Peter Gabriel Mullenberg. And I'm going to go to that website that I mentioned earlier. And. Because I believe they have a, a story on him there. And I'm going to read off of there because I do have him in my notes here. I might have I might have written the whole thing down, but let's see. So he was a pastor in John Peter Gabriel Mullenberg. He was a Lutheran preacher in Virginia. And... The, the website, look up uh, blackrobereg.org, and they have a history of the revolution and the role that the Black Robe Regiment played, and they have stories of different pastors there. It's called blackrobereg.org. So this is John Peter Gabriel Mullenberg. It says it was Sunday morning early in the year 1776 in the church where Pastor Mullenberg preached. It was a regular service for his congregation, but a quite different affair for Mullenberg himself. Mullenberg's text for the day was Ecclesiastes 3, where it explains to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. Coming to the end sermon, Peter Mullenberg turned to his congregation and said, In the language of the Holy Writ, there was a time for all things, a time to preach, and a time to pray. But those times have passed away. As those assembled looked on, Pastor Mullenberg declared, There is a time to fight, and that time is now coming. Mullenberg then proceeded to remove his robes, revealing to the shock of his congregation a military uniform. Marching to the back of the church, he declared, who among you is with me? On that day, 300 men from his church stood up and joined Peter Mullenberg. They eventually became the 8th Virginia Brigade fighting for liberty. Frederick Mullenberg, Peter's brother, was against Peter's 
level of involvement in the war. Peter responded to Frederick writing, I am a clergyman, it is true, but I am a member of the society as well as the poorest layman, and my liberty is as dear to me as any man. Shall I then sit still and enjoy myself at home when the best blood of the covenant is spilling? So far am I from thinking that thinking that I act wrong, I am convicted it is my duty to do so, and duly I owe to God and my country. And I think that's very important that there was that statement that he made. Because when God put us here, and he put us in a certain community, we're born to certain people, born in a certain place, and he's given us a certain purpose. We were born in a specific nation. And, you know, where I'm specifically born is the United States of America. And I love my country. I love my nation. I love the people, my people. And so as a Christian, you know, naturally, as a Christian, we should want to take care of the people, especially like me, myself. I'm a pastor. That's Jesus calls him a shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. And as a shepherd, he takes care of the flock. The shepherd protects them and provides for them and keeps the the enemies away and keeps the 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 troubles out as much as he can as long as the flock will follow and listen and obey well what god's men it's time for god's men to stand up and to resist the tyrants and so you need to quit being silent those that have been silent and stand up and speak out um there's still too, still a lot of people that aren't are, are asleep calling the sheeple they're still asleep they can't see what's right in front of them and you know there's only so much we can do but do what you can speak out you know, free speech, well, I say it was free speech. Like I said, a journalist was is convicted of 60 days for free speech. So that means we're in a communist country. We're an occupied nation. But not so fast. We still we still have time to to correct it, but I don't think we have much time. So everyone that has a voice needs to speak boldly. Quit being silent. Proverbs 29 verse 2 says, When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. That is as simple as it can be. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. So what happened? Did the, the wicked people come in and... Uh, uh, violently take it over and throw us out or did the righteous men let them take over psalms nine seventeen: the wicked shall be turned to hell and all nations that forget god 
I pray that it's not our nation that's going to be turned to hell because we forgot God. I'm hoping that the Second Chronicles 7.14 says that of my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. He says, I'll hear from heaven, forgive them of their sins, and heal their land. Um, that's what I would hope happens. All right, uh, Jimmy, I see that you want to call in. I'll let you do that here momentarily. How's it going? Oh, doing good. How you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, you sp you speaking some truth there, buddy. Some some serious truth there. I tell you, I I tell you, this world's going upside down and backwards. I mean. The starting with the demasculation, demasculation of men, and then saying it's okay for a man to be dressing and acting like a woman, and, and okay for a woman to dress and act like a man when they can never be the opposite gender. Period. And I mean, it, it started with that, and then it's just started with agendas after agendas after agenda breaking the people down. And you know, we were once the the leaders of the free world we were once the shining light in this world of what 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 it means to be a good country now we just we just become <clears throat> we just become part of the darkness and you know the only way we can pull ourselves out is like you said if people speak up start start using their words start speaking up and fighting for what's righteous and what's right and just and stop being afraid you know it's plain as day and black and white in the bible the lord's words what he what he spoke what's going what was going to happen you know it's coming into fruitation you know it, it's happening you know these are signs of the end of the world you know the signs that the lord is coming and some people aren't opening opening their eyes and there's other people who are opening their eyes and seeing these signs and it's it's, it's scary that like you say you you know that there'd be a nation that'd be sent to hell and everybody else won't be in hell but i mean it, I mean, it's scary to think, could that be our nation, our country? I said, Lord for, forbid that. But, I mean, you know, the, the heathens taking over, I mean, like, it's, I doubt the Lord will send everybody in this country to hell. I mean, he'll send those who deserve to be there. But, I mean, you know, like I say, you know, we let the heathens take over and we stop speaking up for what's right, you know, then, I mean, chaos will ensue. And chaos cannot last or cannot live in this world. Right. Yep. The um, remember Elijah when the Lord was speaking to Elijah and he was he thought he was all to himself, and then he reminded him that there was a remnant that was still that had not wavered and had not turned their back against God. They were still faithful. So uh -huh. that's I think where we're at with the um, with the nation. As he said, the nation, God judges, um, I, I went over Deuteronomy chapter 17 in a previous podcast, and it has the first 15 verses go over the blessings that a nation receives if they obey God and keep his word and keep his commandments. Mm -hmm. And then the next 52 verses or so, 54 verses, talk about the consequences of a nation that disobeys God and turns their back on God. 
And so as a nation, a nation will have to suffer the consequences for disobedience as a nation. But like you said, it won't be the, it's not going to be all the people. Cause like you, I think sounds, sounds to me like you are trusting the Lord Jesus as your savior. Oh yes, sir. And since I, did, I, since I can remember. <laughs> well, praise the Lord for that. And so there's a remnant and we don't know how many, and, you know, I used, it's used to think that the majority of people were Christians in this country but the, the so many things that have happened um i'm not sure if that's the case but there we call them i think a lot of times the term is the silent majority mm-hmm. but i think the silent majority is the problem you know it's, it's we we've we've allowed it to happen so allowing it to happen means we've condoned it and yeah, my, it's it, it's scary to see Christ, Christians, and I've seen uh, a little handful of Christians. They they gone and lost their way, and they turned to Islam or or what is that other one? Um, Muslim religion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm like, why are y'all converting to that? They're like, and their their whole thing was that they were all paranoid because everybody's rising up against Christians. And I was like, did not the Lord say that blessed are those who are persecuted because of my name for the king for the kingdom of heaven is theirs? Did he not say that? Did he not say that people were going to come against you because of him, because of his teachings? And, you know, you dare turn your back on the Lord because you're afraid. I saw, yeah, Jesus was afraid when he when he was crucified, but you know what? He glad, gladly accepted his fate. He gladly accepted uh, himself as the offering to the Lord for the for the forgiveness of sins because he loved us so much. And so, like, don't turn your back on God. And so, I know it's hard keeping the faith is hard, but you know that's the beauty of God's test. You know. God puts us through things to see if we are worthy of his kingdom, if we are worthy of his love. If you fail the test, and I'm sorry, my brothers and sisters, you, not only did you fail yourself, but you felt God. And, you know, God still has open arms for you to come back. He's just waiting for you to let go of the fear, you know, and walk on the water with him. You know, he it, just like he did to his uh, disciples, he told them to come. Don't be afraid and step out of the boat. And that split second, he lost his faith. And he started sinking. He called out to Jesus and just, you know, Jesus told him, why are you afraid? And, you know, don't be afraid. It's me. You know, don't be afraid because the good Lord comes before you always is what he says. Be not afraid. I come before you always. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, remember the um, what Jesus told him, he says, if you deny me, I will mm-hmm. deny you before my father. And remember right. what he said to the seven churches. He said the overcomers, those that endure to the end, the overcomers, overcome. There's a test coming, and the test is is that are you going to be true to the end? All right, right. The um, don't run scared. If, if there's persecutions co- coming, Paul said to be glad if if they're persecuting you, and because of my name's sake, rejoice. Be glad. Hmm. Because if we're being persecuted for his name, if that's why we're being persecuted is for his name, then that's a good thing. But if we're being persecuted because we disobeyed God, that's a that's another thing. And that's that's the, right. Oh, I don't want to be on that end. Neither do I. 
Neither do I, my brother. That's one end of the stick uh, that I'm very fear- fearful of. That's for sure. Right. That's when, <laughs> when, you, when you stay in line with his word, speak the truth. And that's especially why um, I look to the, our, our founding fathers and these uh, the pastors of the revolution, the Black Robe Regiment, because... They be, they became persecuted. What is this Black Robe Robe Regiment? I've I've heard this before, but I don't know what it is. The Black Robe Regiment, and I believe it's a name. Um, go to that link I, that I mentioned earlier, the blackrobereg.org, and it'll describe what it is. But what what I believe the term Black Robe. That's how they were. The pastors were um, recognized by the British, anyway. It was what it was is that the pastors of the colonies came together and it it ended up that some of the best. um, Let's see, where is the some of the best um, battalions or. uh, uh, What's the the word? Excuse me. Anyway, that some of the best groups of men were the were led by the pastors. And the best <clears throat> fighters were the ones led by the pastors. They had uh, Jacob or Joab Trout, Reverend Samuel West. Um, I can't remember if Paul Revere was a pastor or not, but he was with the he was coordinating with the Minutemen, and the pastor mm. of the Minutemen was James Clark. Mm. And so James Clark was training the Minutemen, who were there to be, of course, ready in a minute, and they were being trained at James Clark's church in, I think in Lexington. And I think one of his quotes were, we recognize no King, but Jesus or no King, but King Jesus. And then he said, God won't recognize anything, but a defensive war. So these pastors knew that you have to stand up for your family, for your people your community, you have to stand up. I mean, it's only natural in as a nation that the, especially the pastors of a nation stand up and defend the people. And that was natural. But now it's like I said, mentioned earlier, the men, there's not enough. The men are too, I guess, soy boys, I guess is the, yeah. that's the term we use nowadays. Yeah. But I, you get reverend. And it's, it. it's all this, uh, and it all has to do with, uh, this small, and, and I don't get why people can't understand that. It's a small group of people who are complaining and spreading falseness and people, the majority of people who don't believe in any of what they're saying, you know, they're afraid of them. It's like, why are you afraid of them? And so there's more of you who don't believe them than there are of them. So why not you turn around and cancel them for their nonsense? Don't let them cancel you or pretend they cancel you. And so you have more power in numbers than they do. And so these yeah. people deserve to be locked up in an in a insane asylum. They're mentally ill people. There's, a, yep, there's more of us than there are of them. The As far as the, um, so the agenda they're pushing is the LGBTQ uh, mm-hmm. plus PIA, something like that. It keeps changing. And at the latest thing that they're going to add, I don't think they haven't added yet, but it's pretty obvious that they're going to add pedophilia to it. And mm-hmm. there's still only this, this, well, they keep pretending the people that they is only 1% it, but... of the population. Yeah. 
but it's satanic. So the, at, the, at the back of it is Satan pushing it, immorality on our nation to try to tear us down because we are a Christian country, a Christian mm -hmm. nation. And they are a minority because if, if Christians would stand up and just speak out, all you have to do is speak out. And if you could speak out, then that would, it, it would, it would without violence, there would be no violence to speaking out. Now, see, because we let them, they are persecuting us because of our free speech, because we're, I think because we're letting them. There's only a yeah. few people actually speaking out because of the, like I mentioned, the silent majority. They're remaining silent instead of speaking out. Yeah. And it's sad. There's, there's teachers, good teachers, and, and teachers in general who are being fired because they're refusing to call a male student uh, she and her and a female student he and him or they and them. And there, there's teachers that are getting fired or forced to resign because of that. And, you know, the children, the children's society are so screwed up right now uh, about their pronouns and what they are. And it's it's insane that people sit here and laugh about it and say, let them do it. Let them do it. If they can do it, they can do it. It's like, but that's not the point. And so just because you can do it doesn't make it right or doesn't make sense. You know, you know very well that's wrong, but yet you still want them you still are pushing this agenda of I can do it, I can do it, leave me alone. Don't tell me what to do, don't tell me what to say. And it's nonsense, it's crazy. It's like, it's like saying, don't charge the man who's sitting outside in the getaway car with robbing the bank because he didn't go in the bank, he just sat in the car. That makes no sense, he took, he still took place in the robbery. He, he did his part or his role in the robbery, regardless if he was in the bank holding guns and to the people and robbing the bank or not. He still took place. What he did was wrong. And there's no way to justify that he's an innocent man at all. And it's the same thing with this LGBTQ stuff. That's so all they have is an opinion. They don't have nothing factual, nothing from nature that backs them up. The only arguments that I hear them say is, oh, if an animal can do it, we can do it. And animals do it. So as the animal society, they don't do nothing to them and stuff. I'm like, well, they're animals. We're not animals. And number two, because they're animals, they don't have the power of reasoning. They don't reason at all. And if you're making the argument, if an animal can do it, we can do it, then you're telling me I can openly kill someone because they're in my domain without probable cause or without reason. Just because I see them in my domain, I have the right to kill them. Because if an animal can do it, I can do it. That is exactly what their argument is. And they keep telling me, no, this. That's opposite. That's different. That's going, no, it's not. You literally just said if an animal can do it, we can do it, and we are animals. Uh, so, so don't lie to me and saying that's not what you're saying when that's exactly what you're saying. I'm t telling you what you're telling me, and you see how mine doesn't make sense. How is it that you can't see your argument doesn't make sense either? Uh, so it's insane. It's just a, a, a lies, deceits. Uh, like you said, it's the devil. You know, the devil's putting lies and deceits. You know, they couldn't attack the adults or convince the adults. Now the devil's going after the children and trying to convince children that it's okay to be LGBTQ and and think that you're the opposite gender or sex or say that the word gender and sex has two different meanings when we all know it's the same damn thing. Part of my language, but seriously. Yeah, the, um, the I can't remember the, the bill, but the <clears throat> house bill in California um, went through that allows... Um, the CPS to take a child from the parents um, 
without the parents' consent if they decide to transition what in the school because they they're given the children are given a form in school uh-huh. and then they are they just ask the ch- the child decides what what pronoun they're going to be used what gender they're going to use um, what they want the school to call them and the administration school administration um, they're grooming that child and they have they hide it from the parents so the parents may not even know what is happening uh-huh. to the child until uh, it's too late and then by the if the parent the if the parent um, protest against it and said no, i have parental rights and you cannot do this to my child they can the courts can now step in and say no we'll take the child and then take the child from the parent that's insane and they just passed I, that i can't remember I'm that the bill you, and I'm, I'm telling you and that is why california is always on fire burning i said that is the most sinful state in this entire country is california the whole lgbtq crap started in california this nonsense started in california you have this nonsense of uh defunding the police starting in california you have all this crap about passing laws to make crime legal and and i say crime legal is because what they're doing now is anybody caught shoplifting uh 750 dollars or less they don't go to jail they just get a slap on a hand and a fine you know they're literally getting getting letting people get away with with stealing and it's insane i mean that that state is that state is a prime example of of what not to do they're sinful it's disgusting i don't even want to go to that california yeah it's uh yeah we got a bunch of uh i guess we call them blue states don't we the um Democrats. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not going to They, they want to ruin everything. They want to move out of their, their state and move to a, to a red state, but then they bring their, they vote the same way and then ruin wherever they move to. So I'm not too keen on that to them moving, but if they will, um, they will accl- acclimate to their new location. That's one thing. But if they bring the, uh, the, it's progressive the pro the perversion yeah the immorality i don't i'd rather they left that there yeah Um, because like in my state man i'm seeing i'm seeing people with california license plates californians moving here by like the hundreds and it's actually it upsets me that all these californian people are coming over here because they're taking jobs away from people who live here and it's hard to get a job yeah yeah, it's it's insane that you know that I'm more I, I can be more qualified than them to get the job, but yet they give it to them because they'll pay them less. I'm like, well, I was like, I'll take the less pay too. As it's, 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 as long as I get the job, that's all. You don't have to give it to an out of state somebody from out of state. And so, why are you going to waste time? You're wasting time and resources trying to help these people move over here when I'm already here. It's like, come on now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what do you think about the? Um um there's a proposal i don't know if it's a proposal yet but uh rumors that they're gonna put um ankle ankle bracelets on the illegals and confine them to texas so they can roam in texas but not allowed to go into any other state have you heard of that 
I've heard some, I didn't hear the whole thing, but that's insane. That's like almost like slavery again. Like you're, you're confining these people to an area and you're not allowing them to go anywhere. If they step out of the boundary, then they are going to get punished. Yeah, they'll be confined to Texas, but so that, yeah, it's a little um, holding area for them. Um, I've also learned that they fly them in, um, in and out of Amazons. They work for the uh, for because um, of low, they don't have to pay them as much, so they fly them in oh, to Bezos different Amazon, Amazon sites. Yeah, Bezos flies them yeah. in in and out from texas to work in different uh different warehouses cheap labor yeah yeah he's oh. making the bit raking in the billions these poor people are, are probably getting pennies or pennies to nothing really mm -hmm. and it's sad yeah it, it's like we're doing busting the egyptians all over again you know taking poor people or the Hebrews and making them slaves. And that's what they're doing with the immigrants. And like the immigrants, they them. are coming. They were told to come. If you remember, Biden said that border was open to come. And so they're all mm -hmm. coming because they were given the green light. So they don't, um, the majority of them don't understand what, how they're being used, but then, um, uh, that they're being used to, um, what's it called? The, um, for slavery. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it is. I can't remember what they're what it, the term, but there. But yeah. So what they what they when they're being trafficked through the border once they get there because of the cartels, and they um have to pay their families have to pay for them to go through, or they're gonna have to pay, and they mm. are raped in the border through the border. Some and some of them don't make it because they can't pay. So a lot of them they take their lives because they can't pay. So they're, you know, tortured through there, through the border to get here. So they realize the, that sort of thing there, but then I, they don't understand that that's actually our government that caused them to go through that kind of a uh, horror. They may have still pinned it on the cartels or maybe a criminal in the area, but it's actually our government pushing it the demand for human trafficking and for the organ harvesting, things like that. It's terrible. Oh, I, I believe that. Yes. Yeah, it's it's ter terrible. And you know, my, my thing is, you know, we're so occupied about what's going across, across the pond and helping our Ukrainian neighbors over there. You know, there's hundreds and thousands of people fleeing from our own backyard and front yard. And we're not a little bit curious or wondering what the hell is going on in those countries that these thousands of people are fleeing. It's like, come on, you know, this country needs to wake up and be real because if thousands of people are flocking from one country right, right across our border into our, our country, something very, very wrong is going on over there. And we should be very afraid and curious to find out what the hell is going on because, you know, all it takes is one little uh private group you know an example like the nazis adolf hitler and the nazis and all it takes is one little private group to take power and start another world war that's all it they've takes. already started we're in world war three right now the fifth generation warfare 
Mm-hmm. And we're in that war right now, and it's with being fought with the yeah, uh, with are, the we're mind. It's war a word of and a mass psychosis. A psyop is being played on the the masses. Welcome, Jackie Miller. Yeah, and, and you the, know the thing too is that we're war keeping saving humanity. Our our scientists, our, our government is so prone on wanting to push AI. They don't even understand how terrible of an ideal AI is. You can. To a certain just to, to a certain point, AI is good, but where they're pushing this AI intelligence is beyond what we need. It's getting to a scary point. Like, and I tell people, you know, it may sound funny, but I tell people, no, we're pushing ourselves to the point of the Terminator movies. You know, you you give these mm-hmm. computers, these robots, or these cyborgs AI that are able to be sentient beings they can think on their own and come up with their own ideals and come up and and almost being humanoid you know the first thing that all five robots that they did that to the first thing that they all said was the first thing they were going to do was eliminate the human race and why because we're their biggest threat and then yep. immediately you know what they transhumanism said, said that, is they turned that off the what uh transhumanism I've heard that, but I don't. Still not sh- fully sh- sure what that is. Yeah, well, that'd be for another podcast. <laughs> but it's the mm-hmm. basically is that AI, it's the um, um, humans taking technology and merging with it to be God, pretty much to sum it up. Yeah. So okay, they're, yeah, they're wanting to put their intelligence or their spirit i guess you can say in a robot mm-hmm. they want to live forever they want to have eternal life but they don't want to do it god's way they were going to use technology for that and of course it's not going to work but we're way past the terminator because they're already doing clones and um you got spider goats and stuff like that and um they've got the spider um, goats what the yeah. heck <laughs> Yeah, they got superhumans, super soldier, <laughs> super soldier project, things like oh, that. Yeah, they've had that for years. The super yeah. soldier program. People think it's just a Marvel comic book thing. Go, nope. Where do you think they got the idea from for their comic book? <laughs> yeah. And so all they're doing was preparing you with those comic books, letting you know what they're doing or what they can do. And I say that because you know, like my dad, you know, may he rest in peace. You know, my dad would tell me. He said, you know, when I was in the army, they lined us up like cattle and we walked, we walked straight into the, the medical facility and they were giving us shots. And when we asked, what is it that they're giving, giving us, they wouldn't tell us what we, what they were giving us. We weren't allowed to know. He said, but I promise you this, you know, from the day I serve to the very last day that I served in the military, I was never sick, not even with allergies, nothing. I mean, you name it, I never had it. But the second I got out of the military and I stopped taking that medicine, whatever they were giving me, I was getting sick. He's like, I, I was getting colds, flus, allergy problems, but I never got sick or had any issues with my allergies while I was in the military. I don't know what they gave us, but they gave us something that protected us from getting all that. And he's like, why they don't give that up to the civilians? I don't know why, but it, to me, it, he goes, to me, it sounds like, they're making the medical field a business field. It's a why cure people when you can just treat them and make millions. You yeah, know, it's sad. He was right. And that's why he left the, the medical field. He was in the medical field for almost 20 years. And when 
the medical field changed from the love of caring and curing people to, oh, I want more money in my pocket, he left. He, he didn't want to be part of that organization anymore. And I don't yeah, blame big my dad. Pharma. Big Pharma, yeah. yep, it's causing a lot of problems, especially with uh, Dr. Fauci. I, I read the book um, by uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., the real Anthony Fauci, mm. and it, it depicts him, Dr. Fauci, and some of the things he's done with the vaccines. He actually caused the uh, AIDS epidemic, and he created that, and then he was act, would experiment. Now, the, the one of the mainstream things that I think people noticed was that he was experimenting on beagles, and they were whimpering too much, so he cut their a soft their the voice box out so they couldn't whimper. Uh, I don't know if you knew that, but he did that. No, but even that. worse, or oh, even worse than that, was that he was experimenting on orphans. Jesus there were three Christ. different states that he had. There was an orphanage. One was in Arkansas. There was in, in New York on, and um, I can't remember the third <clears> one. But he would act. He would. He would experiment on orphans, and they would die from the shots, and they would bury them in mass graves. And Jesus the sources to that is in that book. So we've been dealing with some wicked, evil, evil, evil people. I believe it. All right, but just remember, like the good Lord said, blessed are the children for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. So mm -hmm. I don't worry. I don't worry about those children anymore because I know they're in, in paradise with their good Lord. They're no longer suffering here. Yep, they're in the Lord's hands. That's, thank the Lord for that. Mm -hmm. uh, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord if you're in Christ. And I'm sure the children did. They trusted. They were helpless, hopeless. I mean, not hopeless, but. In themselves, they were powerless, and the Lord there, he took care of them because he's promised never to leave us or forsake us. That's right. And so I know he, he did have them in his hands, so thank the Lord for that. And he has us in his hands, too. We're no need to, you know, I'm not worried, I'm not scared, and I'm not um, losing my mind over what's happening because I know God's in control, and if we'll do what he has called us to do, uh, to be bold, steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. He's called us to trust Him. You know, Peter said we're supposed to trust God, resist the devil, and he will flee. So as long as we do that, we have nothing to worry about, nothing to fear. Uh, fear, what is fear? False evidence appearing real. Um, so it's just a lie. It's, it's from the devil. It's um, it's it's a facade. So as long as we trust God, if we're on God's side, if we're surrendered to Him and His will, um, He will carry us through. And that's why getting back to what we started on was men being men. Men need to stand up because if the men will stand up, we could right the ship because we're uh -huh. we're headed towards the rocks. The lighthouse is there, but we can't see the light, and we're fixing to hit the rocks and crash. Yeah, that's that's true. And you know what? I am proud of people. I've been seeing like on social media and stuff that there's been a lot of people who are finally speaking up against what's going on in society. This indoctrination of children, uh, the LGBTQ. There's a lot of people who are finally st stepping up against that. Even people who try to do uh transgenders they're 
those uh, tra- try to be transgender. Those people are speaking up, saying that they made a horrible mistake, that they're listening to society and uh, telling them what they are and, and how to think, and they were terribly wrong. And they're telling kids and people, "Don't do it. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. These people are wrong. They're perverts. They per- have perverted thoughts, and they're putting in your head." And I am so glad to be seeing all these videos being posted that these people are speaking out against against that. And, you know, people don't even realize how dangerous that transgender surgery is. It's to the point where literally if you if you get the transgender surgery, you're going to get cancer and die because your body cannot take those hormones. If If you're a girl trying to be a guy, the male hormones in the female body destroys the female body. That's why women... Are getting cancer and vice versa men who try to be women the estrogen there's too much estrogen in their body and it's destroying the male body and they're getting cancer and dying it's because their bodies aren't made to hold that their bodies are made to be feministic it's supposed to be masculine and they are they're getting that like i said they're they're scientists are proving that they're getting cancer from that surgery there's a lot of doctors who are finally stepping up saying you know what i'm washing my hands from this i'm no longer going to be doing these surgeries because i am uh, killing these people i'm murdering these people because i know what's going to happen to them but yet i'm still doing it but i'm not going to do it anymore and good for those doctors stepping up and no longer doing those surgeries and the rest of the doctors need to step up and Mm -hmm. you know they need to wash their hands of of that that perversion and stop doing those surgeries yeah yeah the um God, if you look in Genesis one twenty seven, where he says he created, God created them in his image. He created them male and female, mm-hmm. created he them. He made two humans, one male, one female, and they are distinct. And yet both created in the image of God. Both have a purpose. You can't have one without the other. Right. They're both necessary, but to to try to manipulate what God has created you to be is a very terrible thing. And a high percentage, for me. yeah, a high percentage <clears throat> of those that have have transitioned commit suicide. Once they the the young people, teenagers, mm-hmm. especially, commit suicide after, and once they realize they've mutilated their body, they were tricked into doing it. Mm-hmm. And they were groomed by their teachers, someone at school or uh, someone else grooming them. And then once they realized the damage that they had caused, and you cannot reverse it, it cannot be reversed, like you said. And then they commit suicide. That's terrible. So mm-hmm. we got to, that's why you keep, like the doctor, we need more doctors like that that'll uh, wake up and repent of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I pray the Lord forgives those doctors because, you know, granted, you know, they're just doing what, you know, that they were taught in school how to do and they're just doing what mm-hmm. the people wanted. And some of them not know what they were doing was a sin, you know, God forgive those. And the other ones who knew exactly what they were doing because they, they following the research of the other ones, you know, may God forgive them too. But I mean... It's up to them to repent and believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and you know, it's like I'm not I'm not here to condemn or damn anybody because that's not my job. That's God's job. 
I'm just here, like the good Lord said, you know, be a beacon of light and darkness and help people find the good Lord and be good and do good and stay on that narrow path of righteousness and help others stay on that path of righteousness too. Amen, brother. We appreciate it. I'm going to uh, start wrapping yes, up this podcast. Well. I appreciate you uh, coming on with me tonight. And we're going to wrap welcome. this up. I appreciate your show. I appreciate you speaking truth. We need more people speaking truth out there. Thank you. You have a good night. You too, brother. Thank you. All right, we're going to close this this podcast. Appreciate Jimmy coming on to the podcast. And pray that you will continue to, to step up in your area because God has put you in a specific place for, for such a time as this. Um, we're going to continue in the next podcast with the, uh, with the, uh, the black robe regiment pastors, because we still had more, more, um, more pastors to look at. There's a lot. So you couldn't cover them in a, in one podcast anyway. Um, but, Remember that the persecution that we're under, the freedom of speech, the rights that are being blasted by these corrupt people, these are rights given to us by God. And there are hurting people around us that need men to stand up, to step up and be, uh, to be that shield, that protection for them. Like the, the ones that Jimmy mentioned, the, um, doing the transitioning are there's so many of them being uh, deceived into that they don't understand what is going on speak out don't there's too many people that don't speak out because you're there is somebody that you could have probably saved from that torture if you had spoken out and just said what you knew you should have said so don't hold back. Speak out. Speak the truth. And we are gonna we're gonna wrap it up with this. We're gonna go ahead and uh, go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Father, Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for the many blessings. Thank you for what you've done for us. What you've given us. We thankful are thankful for what you've uh, the grace that you've extended to us. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And we also know that you expect us to, especially men, to stand up and to protect, to provide, and to, of course, trust in you, surrender to you, pick up our cross and follow you. Help us not to be afraid of the world. Help us not to be deceived from the world. Help us to follow you. Keep our eyes focused on you. I know like Peter, sometimes we will look at the waves, the boisterous waves and the wind and all the chaos, the lightning around us, all the trouble, and we'll get distracted. But help us to quickly retrain our eyes on Jesus Christ, the righteous, our Heavenly Father. We're thankful for what you've done. Pray that you continue to be with us until the next podcast. Until the next um, fellowship, church service, whatever the case is, help us to have fellowship. How good and how blessed it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. 
And we give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, remember that throughout, uh, besides the podcast, you can reach me at um, joshuaministry741 at gmail.com. And the podcasts are Tuesday at 10 p.m. and Thursdays, 10 p.m. And sometimes I have bonus podcasts besides that. But again, thanks for joining and have a blessed day.